Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, and welcome to Just a Sip. I am your host, Justin Sylvester, and we are pretty goddamn pumped about our next guest. I've been waiting to do this interview for a very long time. One, because I'm a gay man and we ship her ass so hard. But two, it seems like she is evolving as a person right in front of our eyes. I cannot wait to talk to her about reality TV, what her life is like without cameras, and if she truly understands the impact that she's had on media. It's everything. Um, can we bring her in? She is mother New York. You may know her from Flavor of Love, or I Love New York, or from every goddamn meme you've ever sent your friend. Please welcome Tiffany Pollard, everybody. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I love that you roll with a posse. Of course. Who the f*** is this crew? Are you filming another reality show? Oh my goodness, these are my fabulous friends over at Botched. The hell is going on? You know what? Perfect health is underway. Wait, you saw them in 2015 on an episode. You went back to Botched. Back again. What happened? Oh my goodness, I started getting sick. I was going through breast implant illness. Now what that is, for y'all that don't know, it's where the implant begins to attack your health. I had so many symptoms. I couldn't think straight. No. I had panic attacks. I had diarrhea every single morning. No. Just, you name it, nausea, headaches, just, it was just really, really, really bad. For how long were you struggling? Well, I couldn't figure out what was going on with me, so I was going to the emergency room left and right, and I would get a clean bill of health. There's nothing wrong with you autoimmune-wise. There's nothing wrong with you. And so people, the doctors were making me think I was crazy. Like, no, you're good. You're fine. I'm like, no, I'm not, you guys. How do you diagnose something like that? And how did you finally figure out what was going on? It was like fate. I was on Instagram one day and a girlfriend of mine, she posted this story about breast implant illness. And when I tell you that, I looked at that list and I had about 30 oh, of wow. the um, symptoms that was listed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is what's going on with me. This is why I feel like every day. And um, I knew I had to slow down my schedule and get an appointment with Dr. Debro and Dr. Nassif because I knew that they were gonna really treat me yeah. all the way and not just 
the implants, but just me as a whole. They were going to give me the comfort level that I need and just go, hey, we'll assess it. We'll figure it out together. And, you know, seeing them and being with them and them getting me through that time in my life, I, I can't thank them enough. Dr. Nassif and Dr. Dubrow are like heaven-sent angels when it comes down to my health because they're, they they yeah. don't just care about my breasts, but it they treated me like – the Family. overall, exactly, in yeah. that experience, like I knew I had to go to them, and I'm so glad I did. Was that your last resort? Like, what would you have done if they said, we don't, we can't help you? Can I tell you, honestly, I knew that Dr. Nassif and Dr. Debro could never turn me away. <laughs> I knew they were going to figure something out. They're like, girl, we'll rip them out and whip stitch you back together, something. Yeah. I knew they would not leave me in that predicament. You at one point had the largest breast implants <laughs> that you could legally have in America. <laughs> yes. What were you? I want to say I was sitting at a good 36 double G. That's some tickle bitties. Honey, yes. You can get lost in those. <laughs> That's a, Did you lose computers and laptops and Rolexes in the middle of those things? All of that. And I've even smothered a few guys. <laughs> How did you get to that point? Did you want them that big? I initially didn't want them that big. The thing is, I had my implants in for the past 12 years. I would get new sets. Mm. And I think people didn't understand how much trouble the implants were giving me. So the last time you saw me on a red carpet, that was literally my fourth set wow. of implants. And what would happen was my breasts would grow on top of the implants, so it would push the implant and also just make my chest so big that I literally couldn't even find bras to fit. Wow. Yeah. At the lowest, Yeah. how low was it? I mean, it would begin to, the symptoms would not wear off. They were coming on heavier and heavier and heavier, it seemed, and it was starting to, like, I would really question if I would even live the whole day out. And how many weeks has it been since you've gotten them removed? Yay! Oh my goodness, it's been, I'm at week 12. And how do you feel? Amazing. My energy is back. I'm not having to take naps during the day. I can think clearly. My memory is back. I just feel so good. And I don't have to take so many trips to the bathroom in the morning to have diarrhea. That's the best part. I'm so glad it's over that with. That ain't sexy. At all. It ain't sexy. No. What made you get the implants in the first place? Because obviously you <laughs> wanted those for a very long time. Yes, yes. Um, I saw Dolly Parton on an episode of Geraldo. I was about six years old. And when she walked out on that stage, her breasts preceded her. And I... Psh, I just knew. I told my mom, I said, I'm going to get those implants one day. I'm going to look just like that in the chest. I wanted to be built like that. And Sister Patterson was like, go right ahead for it. Because your mom's religious. <laughs> she so is. So how does so that work? I, you know what? She was like, well, tell me why you want those implants. And then I gave her a little bit of sass. I was like, because I want them. Well, she was like, you don't have to get like that. You can explain yourself and tell me why. And then I told her, I said, I think that looks very attractive. And then she said, you know what? I'll support you if you want to get those one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you kept them. But let me ask you a question because part of your character on TV, New York. Yes. Your character had big breasts. Oh, yes. She was known for that. Did you feel the pressure to keep them in order to make money in Hollywood? 
I was definitely afraid to get my implants taken out because I knew that it would be noticeable. I knew that people would say, hey, what happened to your boobs, if you will? Because I'm not going to lie, I get booked all the time. So I'm going to club to club to club all over the land, but my breasts are a big part of it. Like people literally say when they book me, can you bring the girls? Make sure you're not covered (laughs) up like no turtlenecks. You know what I mean? So I know I was taking a gamble, but I said, you know what? My health should be more important than anything right now. So I just took a stand and I got them out. Does it scare you to not have those implants anymore? Because they were so much a part of who you were for the last 12 years. Yes. Can I be honest with you, Justin? That's all I want on this show. When I look at myself in the mirror now, I can salute myself for so many different reasons. I feel like I've taken back control over what I need for myself, and I don't have to position myself to be something that I think society thinks as being attractive. So I'm very proud of myself now when I see the the little lady lumps yeah. versus the big huge airbags that were hitting my my belly button that nobody knew about yeah. because they looked superb in a bra, but they were at home yeah. because they would sag and you know I had extra skin, a lot of extra scarring and pulling, you know. And I used to date guys and I would go, "Oh, I have a scar. What scar? I don't see any scars." That's what the guys would lie and say just so they can get some. But the fact that I don't have to live like that anymore and um like I said, I'm just in my good yeah. place. I'm saluting myself. How do you feel comfortable with yourself? Cuz I know for women, mm-hmm. a lot of women breast are you know, the moment where they feel like more connected as a woman. Yes. What was it like having to engage with a dude knowing that your breasts weren't up to your standards or maybe up to theirs? Yeah. Justin, you know this better than I do. Men are so horny that they really didn't care. It was your own thing. Yeah, it was my own thing. Like, as long as they could get to that area, they did not care. They literally act like my breasts were perky, high, didn't have any scarring. They were like, what scars? Where? I don't see anything. I'm like, you liar. You still don't get some. Yeah, but that's our own self situation. That's true. We're our own worst critics. And you're absolutely right about that. And now I don't feel critical of myself. Um, I'm I'm, I'm feeling like I just want to keep evolving and getting better and better and trusting the process you know like i'm an advocate for plastic surgery anybody out there that wants to get implants or an augmentation hey do what's best for you but for me right now not having those implants it's where i should be so you're not closing the door for any future plastic surgery (laughs) hell no (laughs) honey okay like if I need a little something, something, you gonna do it. it. But right now, I, I'm feeling fab. This is a whole new you. <laughs> I'm liking it. It's more sophisticated. Well, thank you. I need you to take me back because for myself, as a fan of yours, I feel like I don't know the real Tiffany. I know Ooh. the Tiffany that, you know, people in reality TV, there's a side of you that you see because it's an hour, 42 minutes per se, but you don't get the full 24 hour. How close is Tiffany to New York? I agree. You know, amen to that, what you said. Because I'm a diamond, honey, and there's so many facets to me. Right. So you're not getting all of that. I say New York is my sassy side, you know, my edgy, punched-up self, if you will. But, you know, Tiffany is a little bit more cooler. I'm a nerd. Um, I'm actually a tomboy. I don't believe that. I know you don't. I don't believe you're a nerd, and I don't believe that you're a tomboy. You know... New York, I sit at home and watch black and white movies. 
Like, no. yes, I do classic movies with popcorn. Like, I'm weird like that. That is crazy. <laughs> I would take you for the turn up queen. We're going to get that 1942. <laughs> We're going to have it all out. How does one find a guy when you've had this much fame? Because I mm -hmm. told my producers today, I literally send at least two of your memes out a week. Do you? You're the meme queen. Oh, stop. Everyone knows who you are. <laughs> How do you find love, mm -hmm. you know, with that hanging over you? They older men that can't afford cable. What? You said what? I did that for a while and it worked. Yeah, but you're expensive. I do have expensive tastes. So how do you reconcile dating older men with no cable? Who can't <laughs> afford cable? <laughs> they have a huge piggy bank, but they don't watch television. You know, a lot of men with money don't have time to be watching television. Uh, have you found him? He's floating around, but until I have that rock on my hand, honey, I'm single. Oh, yeah. we got a man. Oh, I just said that, didn't I? Oops. Who is this fella? Ooh, no, because I don't want my, my booty calls to stop calling me. Oh, uh, uh, wait. No, I ain't got no man. I ain't got no man. Was... <laughs> Oops. How old is he? Is he fine? He is very fine, and he's very all into me. Like, he is, there is nobody but Tiff. But you're not completely solidified into this, or are you? I got so much slut in my blood, I don't think I could ever just tie down to one man. Do you ever feel that way? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> I feel like the inner hoe in me comes yeah. out like Laura Croft. Like she's in, her ponytail's out between okay. like the months of like April and September. <laughs> but once October hits, it's like I'm back to like being a housewife. There we go. And bitches are trying. We're trying. We're trying. Right. But is it hard to quiet the inner slut down oh, in gosh. you? I'm getting better at it. But... If a man says he's going to do the right things to me and it's the right moment and I've been fighting with my dude, things can happen. Let's talk about this inner slut. <laughs> because I feel like everybody has that hoe in her. Yes, it's the truth. What makes your hoe come out? Because uh, mine's a good Nicki Minaj song. Anytime ooh. I hear a good Nicki song, that hoe's ready. Oh, really? Well, mm. what makes my hoe come out is just breathing air. <laughs> so it's your hoe's every day. Natural as hell. <laughs> people get slut shamed all the time but oh. i feel like women men you should be sexually free to do whatever you want to do absolutely and you know we're playing around with being slutty and hoish but sometimes it's just the thought of it is enough or a, a filthy little joke here and there i find myself not having to get caught in the act as most as much as i used to when i was younger but you like the act yeah of course i do but i mean you could just get me there with the right nasty dirty thought What's your favorite part about the act? Because I'm going to tell you my favorite part. Ooh. My favorite part of the act is the anticipation before they get there. Ooh. So like the 15, 20 minutes before it happens, mm -hmm. that to me is the sexiest part for me. Wow. Because I get nervous. So you like a buildup. I like the buildup. Yeah. Mm. On, on other things. Okay. Yeah, I like other <laughs> things in the act. Yeah. But right. the buildup to me yeah. is mm -hmm. so crazy. What's your favorite? My favorite part of the act? Of the act. Ooh, ooh well, being pumped. <laughs> Honey, let's get to it. And you better hurt me. You, oh, hold on. You're not a foreplay kind of girl. Well, I mean, I can be if you know what you're doing down there. Be good at that, but honey, no, just let's get to these pumpings. You like it. Yeah. You like it hurting. <laughs> it better hurt. As they say. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. I, I can. <laughs> 
I knew you were a rough bitch, okay? Yeah, All those girls from upstate New York are rough bitches. That's right. Uh-uh. I think sex is a way to connect with people. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's a great way to figure out what a person is like. Yes. And everyone says it's the other way around. But I think when you engage in a sexual act, you know if somebody's soft, if they're kind, if they're willing to listen to your needs and, it's like, so true. and figure it all out. And I've been fortunate enough to hook up with pleasers usually. So, Ooh, what are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, I said it. I am looking for someone who, well, you know what? I used to say complete me, but I'm complete now. So I'm looking for someone that can add to this complete masterpiece. Yes. I'm on a journey. I don't need anybody slowing me down, telling me I can't do this, that, and the other. I just want someone to grow with. Yeah. And possibly maybe have a child with or adopt. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So I heard a rumor Ooh. that I Love New York is potentially coming back. <laughs> This is a show. If you guys don't know I Love New York, oh you can get God. on Hulu right now. It oh. is streaming. You need to get with it. But it's where you go on a show and you find love with 20 plus suitors. Justin, do you think I still have it in me? I'm looking at you right now. You still got it on you at least. <laughs> I don't know about in you, but you got it on you. Would you still do it? I, you know, that's a great question. I would have to be so much more hands off hands-on with the picking process of the guys. Like, I wouldn't have time to just be beating around the bush with yeah. little boys and little men that don't have their together, the guys and stuff. But, I mean, I'm open to it. If you bring back I Love New York, I'm going to be your sidekick <gasps> in the house. Oh, you can be my chamo. Yes. Oh, yes, I'll honey. I'll be your <laughs> But take me back to the day you walked into the Flavor Flav house in 2007. Ooh, oh, my goodness. Have mercy. That was so long ago. But I do remember it like it was yesterday, now that you mention it. Um, I just felt like my mission was to get close to this man. And I knew there were 19 other women there, probably under the same mission, but I had to just make sure I stood out. And the way I did that was to really genuinely go after him, make myself interested in this man. Cause I was single at the time, so I wasn't really there for television. So you were going and you were going for love. I, Totally going for love. So much to the point where when I got casted for the show, I said no because I was seeing someone. So I wanted to make sure that relationship was fully over with. So we almost didn't get New York. Almost didn't get her. Almost didn't get New York. And where's that boy at now? In the Navy somewhere. <laughs> I need you to walk me through making out with Flavor Flavor. Okay. Okay, because I cannot wrap my head. Okay. Around making out with Flavor Flav. I can. Tell me, is it the swag? Is it the hip hop history? Is it him being a daddy? What was it? 
honestly, with me, it's always personality first. I don't care what you look like. You can look like a hefty bag. As long as your personality is at a 10, that's so attractive to me. Does the dial match the clock? Honey. No. Yes. Wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just had this conversation the other day, and no one believes me. It's always the small, skinny ones that got... Ooh-wee, yes. You, you stayed for the dick. Blow your back all the way out. Wait. Seriously. You stayed for the dick. I did. But you know what? I'm glad you brought this up, Justin. It has nothing to do with the height, because even the short, skinny ones. Packing. Always packing. Yeah. But I always thought it was because it was relative to like, <laughs> you know, it looks bigger next to the leg because yeah. the leg is so skinny. But no, that's no, not the case. Exactly. And, and the, who said feet? Men with small feet got big dicks too. It's men with big clocks that have big dicks. Honey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. After digging up some research about you, I realized that you are still working in entertainment. You have taken your talents behind the camera. Oh, yeah. What was that like? I mean, it's a new experience and it feels really good because I always tell everybody that I work with now on the production end of things, I say, honey, I paid my dues. I'm not fighting bitches no more. No. I'm the head bitch in charge and I just want to sit back, have a good time and, you know, be seductive behind the camera. Yeah. And people want to see what I want to produce. Like, I, who knows reality television better than me? No one. So the fact that I'm able to produce it now, oh my goodness, it's so amazing. But you look like this. <laughs> You're gorgeous. Oh, you have a reputation for being a hot wire on TV. Do mm -hmm. you find that people, when you walk into an E or a Netflix or any kind of network, do they take you seriously? That's a good question. I think... And it's... what did you have to do to make them take you seriously? Because mm -hmm. you're a smart bitch. I am. I like to think that I am. You see how I'm sitting down and talking with you, Justin, and you feel like you're starting to understand and know Tiffany? Yes. It's the same thing I do with them. Because they think they see me coming. Oh, I know New York. But no, Tiffany enters that room and goes into these meetings. And then they're like, wow, you're nothing like what I thought you were. Yeah. So I'm like, is that a compliment or not? But anyways, I don't know. <laughs> but it happens a lot. No, it's a compliment. And I often feel like... I'm not famous by any means. Sure you are. No. Listen, no, I was crushing on you, honey. I thought we was going to sip some champagne together today. We so, might. Okay, good. We might. I want to keep that fantasy alive. No, no, we might. Okay, I'll good. give you that fantasy. All right. But it's interesting. You know, we talk about this with celebrities all the time. And somebody once stopped me on the way into a grocery store. And uh -huh. I was not in the best mood. Uh -huh. And I was had a friend in the grocery store having a panic attack. So oh I was, gosh. you know, rushing in. I bet. And they were upset that I didn't stop and give them the full lady sitter moment. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have to put it on when you don't want to put it on? Oh, screw you, honey. That's what you should have said. Because you're in there, you want to pick up your ice cream and your frozen pizza. You don't want to be stopped, but you can be nice. I mean, I, I'll give a hello. But I had, I'm glad you brought this up because recently I was almost late for an appointment and this lady called me a bitch. She was like, you don't have to be like that, you bitch. And I'm like, I'm glad I didn't take the picture because yeah. <laughs> if you felt like that about me prior, then you didn't deserve a picture. How long did it take you to separate the two women? 
I think I just evolved with age, if you will. I think the older that you get, the more comfortable you are in your own skin. Like, I wouldn't give anything to be 23 anymore. No. I didn't know what was going on there. <laughs> so 37 feels very good. I'm in my center place, and I'm on my journey. And, um, yeah, the evolution. I'm all about that evolution life. I'm yeah. about that life. When we met you in 2007, yeah. it was Tiffany we didn't know. It was New York. You yeah. were on every TV screen. You went from reality show to reality show. At what point during that process that, did you realize that you were going to be a breakout hit? Wow. I never thought anything was going on. I think what it was is I'm in the moment. I'm in the mansion. I'm living it. But when I got out, I heard that there was a buzz going on about me and I was creating a name and a lane for myself and I didn't even know. Oh, because you were living in the house and while you were living in the house, the episode started airing. Yes. So you didn't, people were knowing who you were, but you had no idea. No clue. So you didn't win. No, I did not win. And he had me back a second time and still didn't pick me. And at that point you were like, I am done with this whole TV thing. My goodness, yes. Well, at least with on the love end of things. What did you do next? You know what, the producers hit me up and they said, hey, you were really here for Flav and we saw that and we care about you and we want to give you a shot to find your Prince Charming. And I'm like, guys, I don't know, that was hard for me. You know, and I really had to think about it. Like, still, the lights weren't going off. Like, girl, this could be a career. I'm still invested only in love. So I thought about it for a while, and I go, hey, you know what, guys? I'm healed up enough. I'm ready to date. That's why it works so much. Because <laughs> you weren't there for the no, cameras. You were actually there for love. 1,000%. Now I'm a hopeless romantic. You're a hopeless romantic. <laughs> we talk about Hannah on my on Daily Pop every day at 12, 11 Central on E. You guys okay. check it out. Shameless plug. <laughs> and Hannah admitted to going in the windmill with a guy a few times and having sex on The Bachelor, which people never admit to. You were locked in a house with 25 dudes, mm -hmm. New York, for the record. Did it ever go down in that house? With you, Justin, I'm always going to be honest because I cannot look in your eyes and lie. They were climbing through my windows at night. When the producers would go home, they would climb through my windows. And I'm like, damn, well, they already in here. So, so Juliet mean, would open it up. Honey, all the way up. Pandora's box was spread open. Who was the best lover on the show? <laughs> you just had to ask. Me. I had to ask because there were some fine ass dudes. I know. Okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Oh, oh, mm, yeah. I've had some nights with him. Outside the show. Outside of the show. But you know who was really, really good? Who? Buddha. No. He the one who climbed through my damn window. You flashed a goddamn picture of Buddha right now. <laughs> it got popping. It did. It did. And he, he was a pleaser, too. He wanted to do everything. Wait, and producers had no idea. No idea. But then... He pleasured me so well that the next day I said, hey, guys, Buddha climbed through my window and did this, this, and this. And then the next day they had a freaking security guard sitting outside of my door the next night. It was too good. It was too good to shut up about it. Yeah. And you f***ed it up. I f***ed it all the way up. All the way up. Yeah. <laughs> now, at this point, you're a bona fide celebrity. 
Mm-hmm. You're on red carpets. You're everywhere, bitch. You're smoking cigarettes oh, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I used to see you smoking cigarettes everywhere. Did you give that up, by the way? I did give it up. And that's probably why my skin is clearing up because I used to be a chain smoker. I used to smoke like 30 cigarettes a day. Wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. What made you give up the cigarettes? Honestly, I have to say, I was getting some chest palpitations. Like, I smoking that much and you lose your appetite when you smoke. So I'm just sitting up here just full of smoke, no food. And it was just like I would get sick. It was unhealthy. To the point where I would have to lay down on the bed and like grab my heart. I'm like, oh, I got to do something about this. And I quit cold turkey each time I quit. Damn. No Nicorette, none of that punk <laughs> Like just throw them away. You a G. I'm an OG. Mm-hmm. What part of New York? Upstate New York. So you're not even Bronx or Brooklyn. Hell I can be. When you need to be. That's right. (laughs) Were there any celebrities that surprised you that were like trying to shoot their shot with you? Oh, my goodness. Now. Because you were hot. Yes. You are still sexy. You are hot. Yes. It it still slips and slides in my DM. Who? Tell me right now. Now you know. I'm going to tell you after we we wrap. I can't. No, but take me back in the day. Who okay. was one that was sliding, trying to get at it every time you ran into him? Well, I'll say this. The rappers were shooting their shot because they're like, if you want to get with Flav, I know I got a shot with you. Who's the craziest rapper from back in the day? Um, oh my. Say it. Say it. Oh, oh my gosh. Please don't make me say it because I don't want my phone blowing come up. Come on. Come on. <laughs> no, I say can't. It. Damn it. No, please. Delicious went through half of them. Come on. I know. Oh goodness, I know that's right. I know that's right. Well, I say, I say, Flav was still shooting his shot at me. I can't who's give the, you no more who's names. Who's the Maybe other one? You, say you it. You ain't gonna let up. Say no, it. I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ask me something else, please. <laughs> so, 30 reality shows you've <laughs> appeared on. Looking back, is there one you wish you wouldn't have done? Oh boy. I would say that Celebrity Big Brother was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Why was that? I mean, you're in there in a house. Nobody hardly knows you Mm. because this is taking place in the UK. Mm. So I might be the HBIC in America, but in London, they didn't give a go get go get us some tea, you know, kind of thing like that. And um, you know that filmed around the clock, so there was no cell phone, no television, no newspaper, like no outside world connection whatsoever. You couldn't even talk to your publicist or your manager or anybody. Nothing. Nothing. And you would never do it again. I mean, I did pleasure myself in the shower because I wait. I, I know that's how rough it was in that house. Hold on, let me get you closer to the mic. Say that one more time. I did pleasure myself in the shower. Okay, you're living in a house with how many people? Uh, I want to say 15. And there's cameras everywhere. Everywhere. And you were like, F- it, it's day what? Oh, that was like day four. Did the housemates figure it out? Um, A couple of them did. You know what? I introduced it to a couple of the girls. I said, you know what? Go in there. You don't have to be so pent up. Go relieve yourself and the experience will get better for you. So a couple of them did follow my lead. And it's all on TV? Yes, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Has there ever been a moment that you had to call your mom and be like, yo, look, this is coming out. You need to get ready for this because I know who you are and I know how you react. I need for you to brace yourself. 
uh, yeah, like all the time. I say that to her all the time. And you know what she says? She goes, I don't care, Tiffany. Do you? You know I support you. She's she's like that. Like, I have to admit, my mom is so supportive because she gets me. She knows who I am because she raised me. And she knows there's certain things. Like, I'm an adult now, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do whatever I want. So Sister Patterson knew you were extra from day one. Sister Patterson knew I was extra from day one. I was so hard-headed as a kid. Like, you told me to go left, I'd go right just to do it. Yeah, because it was just you and your mom growing up. And my brother. And your brother. Yeah. What's your brother like? He's so cool. He's my best friend. He's just this non-judgmental, creative type of energy. He's a Virgo. Yeah. <laughs> so I love Virgos because of him. Who out of your OG, like, do your OG friends just look at you and say, bitch, I knew this was going to happen to you? You know. Or do they have a hard time? Because I feel like sometimes mm -hmm. whenever you do have this kind of glow up and people yeah. are paying attention to you and you are New York, yeah, it's sometimes your friends don't understand it. Sometimes they don't understand it, but for the most part, I get, I knew you was going to be something because I stood out so much as a child. Like, I don't know if people know this, but I went through some savage bullying in high school to the point where I had to drop out two years earlier because I was so different and I was so ostracized for just being loud and over the top and just, you know, living my truth in a way that was too big for upstate New York. What were you like though? Like, were you emo? Did you have the black hair? Like what was the, cause when I was in high school, it was the emo kids who yeah. normally got yeah. the bullying, but what were you like? Literally, I wore purple lipstick, purple eyeshadow, and I ain't gonna lie, I had a lot of boyfriends. And that's why I used to get in trouble because the girls were like, oh, here she comes to come steal our men. Damn. Yeah, I was that girl. It's always a girl. <laughs> But you were probably snatching dudes left and right. I was. Oh, my goodness. I was so horrible in high school. <laughs> <laughs> the gays are here for you. Oh, and I'm here for my gays, honey. Because it's not very easy for the gays to be here for you. I just want to let you know that. Really? The gays are very... We're very hard to break in through. But when we ride with a bitch, yeah. we ride with a bitch for all life. All the way. All the way. And let me say this. Because when those phone calls weren't coming in and I wasn't doing a lot of television, the gays kept me employed, honey. They would book me and I would stay busy. And they always looked out for me. No, we do. And mm -hmm. I say this because they ain't riding for my ass. The <laughs> white women and the young kids ride for me. All right. Because the, the gays, you have to kind of sort of prove yourself. And I haven't proven myself with them. That's all right. But it makes me so happy that we are here for them. And I feel like you are here for us. Oh, I absolutely am. What's the LGBTQ community done for you? Because I feel like you get a lot of your vibe. I do. I hear the Queen's language every now Our and then. Our hearts are connected because of that acceptance. I feel like I really can relate to the community because I am the community. Like, deep down, I know I'm a drag queen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I say that all the time because it's just this connection where we're going to stay true to ourselves, stay true to our wants, and not let anybody get in the way of that Like, yeah. it's, this is our lives, and we're going to do what we want to do. Do you feel like you being bullied in high school mm -hmm. helps you connect with this, this community because, you know, we've gone through so much? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it keeps my heart tender toward the community and open and understanding. And to really be honest with you, I want to have my own gay ministry. 
I'm loving that. Yeah, I really because do. My next question was, you are a very spiritual person. You yeah. do believe in the Lord. Mm-hmm. How do you wrap your head around your religion as well as my gayness? Easy. God is love. And he put something in my heart one day. I swear I was at a club and he goes, I got a message for you. It's called a word for the gays. Tell them I love them. Boom. It's not about anything else other than just love and peace. And that's it. I'm going to end this sip on that note. (laughs) Because that is the most profound and deepest thing I've heard at this table. And it's true. Thank you so much for being honest today. Thanks for having me. And and thank you for sharing your life with everybody. Mm -hmm. I know as a fan and as someone in media and someone who's worked in reality TV, you were very important to that industry. And I don't think that you get the the credit that you deserve. Thank you. Um, So congratulations and thank you. Thank you so much, Justin. This was amazing. Thank you for coming. Now tell me who that rapper was that was hitting you up. Did you put vodka in this tea? Uh And then I'll tell you, Uh let me see. (laughs) Oh, you did. You know what I like to do after every sip. Let me get Vanessa in here to talk me through this. Wow, what an interview. It was good. I mean, not only did she get like down and dirty, but the transition that she's gone through with her physical appearance was pretty incredible. I'm still perplexed at the fact that she made out with Flavor of Lave and enjoyed <laughs> that it. That was your takeaway. That was my takeaway. <laughs> um, but I learned so much about this woman that I didn't know. And I thought, damn, I knew everything about her because I'm a huge fan. But yeah, yeah. she was unbelievably authentic and real raw. Thank you guys for listening this week. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you actually want to watch the video of this podcast, you can head over to the E! News YouTube channel, click on Just the Zip, and see all my funny faces (laughs) and all the laughs that you heard in this podcast. You can also follow me at The Lady Sitter and be sure to come back every Wednesday for another pour of Just the Zip. (laughs) 